You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Another episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Marvel podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora once again, but this time we are joined by the third member of Team AAA. Aaron, how are you doing? Hello, everybody. And Glenn Beauvoir, how are you doing, man? You still got it wrong, but yeah, I'm good. Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. One of these times, I mean, it's only been like, what, 60 episodes of the podcast? That something you, like that. Something like that. One of these days, I'm oh, going to ooh, ooh. Uh, Thriller Smock. It's a guy who wears a smock that <laughs> looks like Michael Jackson's red leather jacket from Thriller. I like I like Aaron's <laughs> shtick of taking a concept that we've discussed off air and then bringing it in without warning onto the actual <laughs> podcast without context and nobody has any idea what's going on. I, I could do this all day, man. Uh, <laughs> This is this is what you can expect uh, in future episodes where uh, there's like a big finale happening. You can expect uh, more more people to come in and talk over each other and out of context inside jokes. That's what you're paying twelve bucks for, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, we're here to uh, to finish off this whole Marvel Daredevil Netflix thing. Uh, the final episode of the season one finale, now that we know there's going to be a second season. Uh, and we're going to jump into that in a minute. Uh, but first things first, uh, since Aurora did not make the uh, actual podcast that we recorded yesterday and released super early this morning, uh, what did you think of uh, Avengers? Well, I have mixed emotions about it. Oh, um, okay. I liked it, but I think... I, I was very upset with the love story between the Hulk and Black Widow. I have heard a lot of that. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, I, I think it was unnecessary, but um, I liked it overall. I liked the first one better. Really? Yeah, I I, yes. I, I respectfully did. I, I like this one better, but I don't disagree with you on the... Like I, it didn't bother me, like the Hulk Black Widow thing. But you're right. I mean, they really could have cut it out, and it would have done nothing to the movie, especially since it wrapped up with uh, Hulk hanging up the phone on her and then just vanishing right. anyway. Like it really did and, go nowhere. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there was no setup either for this. No, right? really, no. It kind of just happened, right? Just yeah, really out of the blue. Yeah, I don't remember them really. Yeah, they never really did touch on that. No, uh, at all. Yeah, I don't know, Aaron. You're the you're the Marvel expert. What, did this kind of just come out of the blue? Um, it, it it was implied a little bit in the first one, just with how they sent Natasha to kind of sweet talking to get him on, and then Ooh, yeah, when yeah. they're having the argument, she's like, you know, you didn't come because I bat, you know, I batted my eyes at you. So they were always kind of teasing it a bit, and then when she called him Bruce the first time he hawked out, so I mean, the, the, the seeds were laid there, but they went from from zero to sixty, like from 
in between yeah. Avengers movies. So we're assuming yeah. that, you know, they have done multiple missions together and their relationship is just kind of, you know, progressed a bit. But I mean, you know, I can't wait to see where we pick up the next movie. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, could be hawking out right up in her. I mean, they did, they did, they did make a Hulk penis joke, which I just am still have not gotten over yet. It just really I, blew me away. I can't go away. shopping now. I, I I blush every time walking. <laughs> you go, the, you go by the vegetable, the vegetable aisle. Department. Yeah, I do. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, and, and the only the other thing that bothered me also was, um, I, it's not that it bothered me. I mean, I, I still watched the movie and I enjoyed it, but I thought it, the the comedy was too much too. That they were trying to do too many jokes. Yeah, see, that's um, that's another funny thing because one of the one of the main criticisms that I kept hearing from people is, "Where's all the charm?" And I'm like, I don't know. I laughed my ass off a lot yeah. in that movie. They did mm. a lot of jokes. <laughs> Every scene had a joke. Yeah, people were very worried that it was going to be like way super dark, and there was going to be, you know, they're they're going to go down to like maybe maybe not stoop to like DC's level of no humor allowed, but mm-hmm. you know, it was going to be like way darker. <laughs> And uh, no, they really didn't. It was they kept it about as light as they could, given the circumstances. I mean, it was still way darker than the first movie, but yeah. uh, you know, they it, it's hard it's hard to it's hard to keep the movie light when you've got Black Widow talking about how they sterilized her when she was going through the Widow yeah. program and stuff like that. It's hard to it's hard to be super sunshiny and as bright as the first movie, but um, yeah. yeah, I. I am I am slightly surprised. Yeah, I really enjoyed this more than the first, just because the first, while great, it was you know that they had to do that origin story thing, which is mm-hmm. always it always kind of kind of gets in the way. And I was happy that they did a little bit more uh, character depth. But did, did you have like a favorite moment? Did you have like a, a thing where you're just like, yes? This. Well, my favorite scene was Iron Man battling the Hulk. Oh, for so me, that was the best. It it, um, it it didn't just work on dudes, you guys. That's good. No. I feel good. <laughs> no, that scene was my favorite, and I also liked um, different from DC movies. Um, in this movie, they showed the superheroes actually caring about civilians, which we don't always see yes. in superhero movies. Um, so yes. I liked that a lot. That they were seriously concerned about saving as many people as they could yeah, instead I'm, of just destroying the city. So. Uh, I, I agree. And uh, by the way, you guys, to our discussion yesterday when we talked about how they were really kind of making Scarlet Witch out to be a, a big deal, it apparently worked because when I finally got a chance to sit down and talk with my 12-year-old yesterday about it, that was all she talked about was how badass Scarlet Witch is. She's like, holy shit. I, oh, read you know, the comic books. Yeah, it's just like everything Scarlet Witch now. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they, they gave her that hero shot of her coming out the door in slow motion and then just wrecking house. Uh, just wait to introduce Miss Marvel, man. You know what I mean? The oh, female I Superman. She's Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a, a cash machine. I, I, I told her her eyes lit up when I told her that the woman who, uh, a woman wrote Guardians of the Galaxy and she's also writing... Mm-hmm. She's writing the uh, the Captain Marvel movie, so yep, yep. Uh, you know her eyes lit up. She's like, "Oh, I'm super excited to see this." And then uh, a female write the first two Thor movies as well. Was it Ashley Miller? Did she write the first two? I believe I so. Kenneth Branagh didn't he write and direct the first one? Mm, he I, he got a writing credit, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it was I don't know. I have to Glenn go fact check while I'm talking about this episode. I'm I'm not by my computer. Oh, okay. the computer's nowhere near the bed. He's like just laying there with a hoagie. <laughs> Um, I, I will, uh, 
I will gleefully do two jobs at once and uh, look up. Sorry, now, now I'm trying to picture it's just Glenn laying on his bed eating a sandwich while talking to us. There you go. No, I I, I sometimes eat. Uh, by the I way, generally have a jug of chocolate milk. Next uh, time, by the way, the screen the screenplay has, for the first Thor movie has three writing credits: uh, Don Payne, Zach Stentz, and Ashley Edward Miller. So there you go. Damn, I'm good. That is the uh, uh, she may have been the lead writer on uh, on the whole bit, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was split it was split three ways. Uh, the screenplay for the second movie is all dudes: Christopher Yost, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely. Uh, McFeely. So McFeely. <laughs> I know, Mister. Yeah. Well, uh, did you did you go all creepy? See, I went Mister McFeely, which I guess is kind of creepy <laughs> for Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, but I guess now that you think about it, that's a kid's show with a character named Mr. McFeely. I wasn't even Mr. thinking kid show. I was just thinking like, you know, the dude across the street from me with a mustache, like what he would call his junk. <laughs> Mr. McFeely. <laughs> that's that's because... really fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. It's just the mustache, though. If, if it had like a beard or something to go with it, it would be okay. Yeah. Just a lone mustache, man. I don't, I, don't know when that, I don't know when that happened, but mustaches got creepy real quick. Like in 68, man. That, that's when it had to go down, I think. <laughs> I don't know. In Mad Men, let's see, seventy one, they all have mustaches and yeah. Looks Roger looks weird. Roger looks creepy with a mustache. For Absolutely, that. he does. Very creepy with what he does in this episode as well. Okay, now for what people actually are tuning in and oh, downloading. Flare throw. Uh, it's just a blanket that looks like Ric Flair. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's Scarecrow, not a cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Season one, you guys. Episode thirteen. No, no. I, I gotta ask her just because I want to make Aaron mad because I know she won't say five. But okay. what would you rate the movie? Uh, oh. Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Four. Oh, she went lower than me and Glenn. Mm. Yeah, mm. gave it four and a half. Aaron. <laughs> so now Aaron really has to write that review to average out the score. It might be the first nine geeky glasses on the website. I tell you that just to balance out the rest of the shit. Uh, you gotta right. write that one when you write the jobs review too. <laughs> right. Oh, when you I'm finally make that one a negative nine too. When you finally get around to writing the jobs review, I'm telling you, I'm just gonna take a shit on my computer and just there you go. Anyway. Take a picture of it and post it on the post it on the website. Yep. Uh, all right, season one, episode thirteen of Daredevil, aptly titled Daredevil. Uh, let us hop right into the story. Uh, we no fun and games. Actually, we start right away with the funeral of Mister Ben Urich. Uh, it's, it's like a musical montage as well. There's actually not much to the, to the cold open. Uh, it's literally kind of a, a very slow and sad musical montage into the opening credits. It was a great song though. It was. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Karen has this moment with, uh, with, uh, Yurik's widow where she sort of urges her to keep on doing what she's doing. Uh, because Ben, good thing know, they caught her on a lucid day. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, you know, although I, I do want to point this out. Who is the dick who's like, we should get going? It's her husband's funeral. <laughs> They're just like, we should go now. Let's go. You've he's seen the next, he's, who's, that, who's ever responsible for taking care of her next? He's like, just get in the car, bitch. Come on. <laughs> yes, I, know. I know. She's like, you spent enough time mourning back to the home. What an asshole. He literally could have just shown her like a picture of a kitten and she might have forgotten where she was and then it might be easier to get in the car. Possibly. It was, it was, uh, I, I was just like, I was, I was enraged. I was like, what, what a jerk this person is. Um, (laughs) but post, post Uric funeral, 
Uh, Matt reassures Karen that Fisk and his co-conspirators are going to face justice. Meanwhile, Fisk learns that Owsley and Madame Go has uh, conspired to poison Vanessa. Of course, that went great for Owsley. Uh, well, at least it did at first. Uh, he, he made it seem, at least it felt like for a moment, that he had outsmarted Fisk. Uh, he's like, hey, remember that uh, that cop that you got to kill his best friend and you thought that other cop was, uh, he's hightailed it? No, I scooped him up. I've, I've got him. Uh, and th- that means I've got the goods on you, sir. So I'm going to take half of your money and me and my kid are going to take off to one of those countries that, uh, I, whatever, whatever it is, 98% of American corporations send their money to so they don't have to pay any taxes. Uh, Switzerland? Yeah, Switzerland, maybe it's Switzerland, uh, the Cayman Islands or something like that. And we're going to go and we're going to live there. And you, there's not there's not anything you can do about it. Uh, and I, I he was really ballsy considering that he just flat out admits to poisoning yeah. Vanessa. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, Owlsley's dead. Uh, this went this ran through my head about two minutes before Owlsley was even. Yeah, I have in my notes. I wrote Leland has cojones. Yeah, yeah, he had That's what I wrote. the biggest balls, because he's like, <laughs> yes. I poisoned your girlfriend, and now I'm taking your money, and there's nothing you can do about it. And because Fisk is very much like a man-child still, he just went into a rage and grabbed Owsley, pummeled the shit out of him for a minute, and then I believe threw him down like an elevator shaft or something. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh uh, long yeah, just like Larry Hagman in Dallas, man, just right down that elevator shaft. That's right, <laughs> long drop, sudden stop, no more Leland Owsley. Um, so yeah, no, no more of that. Uh, Detective Hoffman is his name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he is gone. Uh, Matt and Foggy meet at Matt's gym and reconcile their differences. Surprise, surprise, and they begin building their case against Fisk. Um. Matt uh, Matt learns about the whole Detective Hoffman thing and decides he's going to uh, not only save him from the rask, uh, the, the rask, the rask of Fisk, uh, the wrath of, of <laughs> Fisk. Uh, and uh, he, he does this, but also tells him you're going to go turn yourself in to one of the good cops. There, I know there's not many. There's a few of them, though. And I know this one. You're going to go turn yourself into him and give a statement. And I happen to know some lawyers as well. You're going to testify against Wilson Fisk. Uh, so he does. Uh, and uh, they record everything. He spills all of the guts, all of the beans. He says all of it. He names names. Uh, and acting on this, the FBI arrest all sorts of people, uh, including Fisk, including the crooked senator. Uh, everywhere he's got his tendrils into, these people are all being arrested. Again, and yet another musical montage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time with uh, some nice classical music in the background. Uh, people getting arrested left and right. However, uh, Fisk is not held for very long. Even though he's in the back of this F- FBI van and there's uh, police escort all around him. Uh, some Fisk goons, I'm not sure where they came from. But they showed up fully armed, fully armored. Uh, blow away all the police. Uh, of course, one of the FBI agents holding him is, of course, paid off by Fisk as well. Shoots the other FBI agent in the head. And Fisk is uh, being hurried away, hopefully to meet Vanessa on top of a building to hop in a helicopter to uh, take off to parts unknown. Uh, Matt sees all this on the TV. He's like, holy crap, I should probably go to Gladiator's place and pick up my suit that I never got around to picking up. 
he goes over there. Uh, he gets his suit. He feels around on it for about two seconds. He's like, yeah, this is good. Uh, slaps it on and uh, starts tracking the uh, the vehicle that Fisk is in. And they keep switching vehicles, I guess, trying to throw off uh, the scent of maybe the police or the FBI. But it does not throw off the scent of one Matt Murdock who has uh, an enhanced – well, it wasn't smelling anything. But it was the hearing this time. It, <laughs> senses is my point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, he tracks him down. Uh, I think he kills the driver of the vehicle, if if yeah. memory serves. Uh, so much for the not killing thing he had going on for a while. That guy was dead. Flips the truck over. Uh, uh, Fisk gets out, uh, kind of loopy. And then we get a Fisk and Daredevil fight. Uh, but it is not as one-sided as the previous fight was. Uh, Daredevil in a little bit better shape this time around. Uh, they... Uh, they kind of go back and forth a little bit, and uh, eventually uh, Matt Murdock gets the uh, gets the upper hand, uh, as fate would have it. One of the, I believe, four good police officers in this entire city happen mm-hmm. upon the scene, uh, and uh, they arrest Fisk, and uh, Vanessa has to leave without him, and uh, Matt, Karen, and Foggy celebrate the success and resume their work. And uh, the cops like, hey, hey, what do we, what do I call you in the uh, in the report or whatever? And uh, he has disappeared before any of that happens. So the cop decides on Daredevil. Apparently, is what he decides he's just going to call him. I want to see that uh, deleted scene, by the way, where the police officer is sitting at home with like a beer <laughs> and some chips, and he's got a notepad with like a bunch of names on it that he's trying to come up with for this guy. <laughs> I'm sure Aaron's got a bunch of them in his head. Uh, Red Terror. Right. <laughs> Paws Al Ghul. Something along <laughs> those lines. Uh, but Fisk, Fisk is in jail, once again, staring at a wall that looks exactly like the Rabbit in a Snowstorm painting, once again proving that the painting that he probably spent $200,000 for is literally just a picture of a crudded up wall. Uh, I can't believe he spent this much money on this horrible painting. Uh, but once again, he, he sees it everywhere he goes. Uh, but it was for Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm, as soon as I saw that character, all I could think of is the way that, uh, that Trevor slash fake Mandarin says it in Iron Man three. He's like Vanessa. And, uh, that has been stuck in my head ever since then. And, uh, that's how I say her name from now on. So I apologize <laughs> to any Vanessa's out there. Vanessa. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at the end, uh, we 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 finish with uh, Daredevil standing atop a building, hearing more crime happening, and going to stop it. And uh, that is that is where we end. Uh, I did stick around to see if maybe they'd sneak in some sort of Marvel-y post-credit scene, but they never did. <laughs> Uh, instead the credits stopped rolling the the music stopped rolling but the credits didn't as they went through the Spanish language voice actors and the French language voice actors and uh, I'm like boy they're really making me wait for this uh, Iron Fist actually I think Jessica Jones is the next show that they are doing Yep. even though they made no reference to it whatsoever and called out Iron Fist I don't even know how many times throughout the the, the series uh, so, Aurora, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of uh, the, the finale episode of Daredevil? Um, well, like you said, it wasn't the best episode of the season. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I was expecting a bigger finale. And I felt that 
the story wrapped up like rushed. It was rushed I don't, for me. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't disagree. Um, I, I like so, the epi- I like the episode a lot. To me, it f- it, it isn't exact. I mean, Glenn, you can speak on this uh, in a moment, but it, it sort of kind of had the the finale vibe to me of like how Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul ends, where it ends on an important event happening, but they get like they they get like their really huge episodes out of the way prior to the finale which Breaking Bad was very well known for and Better Call Saul right. is carrying on that tradition uh, as well. I think what it was is that I was, I don't know exactly what I was expecting out of the Fisk Daredevil mm-hmm. fight, but it didn't quite, like in a in a series that has had amazing fight choreography right. up until now, that kind of, that felt like maybe the sixth or seventh best fight I saw this season. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that should be like the greatest thing I saw the whole right. time and i'm still thinking about like the fight from the second episode or the nobu ninja fight um you know or even the fight with gladiator or yeah, opie I ninja mean... dude how about him fighting opie ninja <laughs> <laughs> that little motherfucker was a maniac indeed um I, so yeah i i i agree with you that there there's definitely some stuff, good stuff to gleam from this. Uh, nobody was happier than me to see Owsley killed because that guy. Well, is he? I think. I mean, I, every time I see someone fall down on an elevator shaft, they always come back. It's 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 entirely just like Larry Hagman in Dallas. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, Glenn, for such a young man, you've made two Dallas references in this. Episode. He lives in Texas, man. It's on there every day, just like Seinfeld is everywhere else in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Seinfeld is on a twenty-four hour stream in New York City. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's Boston always Dallas. Cheers, there. Boston. Cheers. Um, your area, I'm RoboCop, I guess. Michigan, I yeah, Michigan RoboCops on all the time. <laughs> Um, well, I guess you get WGN, so uh, whatever <laughs> the league, I guess, is what they carry. Yeah, yeah. Cubs games. <laughs> Cubs games. Yeah, um, just as depressing as Detroit itself. I mean, uh, I mean, in the in the books, Owsley is the the owl. The owl. Not yeah. to be not to be confused with the other owl from the other uh, fucking superhero movie and shit. That, that's a DC property, I guess. So owl man or night owl, night owl. Or night owl. <laughs> There's so many of them because what with the owl being is such a, a menacing figure and whatnot. Well, or the court of the owls from the new 52 Batman, uh, which is his, he's so good. I was made reference to his kid so many times right. in the season that I'm guessing his kid is going to show up. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's just a likable person in, in so much that I, I love hating him. The actor played Owsley. Uh mm-hmm. everything I've ever seen him in. I'm just so happy when, and usually he does get, end up getting killed. He's, he's not quite to like Sean Bean levels of dying and everything he's in, but uh, it's always satisfying when that guy bites the bullet. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I was I, I was okay with that. I mean, we talked about it last week. Pretty much everything that happened in this episode was, you know, we knew was going to happen. He was going to put on the suit. Uh, mm-hmm. Him and Foggy were going to patch things up, uh, which is good because while while I enjoyed the the turmoil they had for a couple of episodes, they're way better together. Like on good terms that the chemistry is yeah. good between them. Like that was, you know, so I'm happy they did it. Uh, but it was basically everything we expected and nothing we weren't expecting, which I'm right. a little, I'm a little let down by, I don't know. Uh, Glenn, what did you think of this episode when you watched it? 
Uh, let's see, like seventeen days ago. Actually, I should say I should say this because you haven't been on any of the podcasts. What have you thought? What have What have you thought of the show in general? But this no, I, I love the show, and I I grew when you were talking about the uh, um finale not being like this big revealing. I mean, it, it's it. I don't know. It, it's more of a like it's an important episode, but it's not the momentous episode that we think. It's not monumental. Right. You know, mm-hmm. when you think of Breaking Bad, you think of Ozymandias or even uh, Granite State, you know, right before Felina. Like, those are probably the moments of the episodes you think of. Um, or as it's Mad Men, it takes five seasons in, like, the fifth episode yes. uh, for it to really have an iconic episode. Uh, but, no, it's... Uh, I, to me, the finale, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, like, lost. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be this crazy cliffhanger. Or Agreed. This... You know, a ship blows up and all the truths are revealed, um, which aren't truths at all. So it didn't, I didn't need that. And I, I like it when the final episode isn't a cliffhanger mm-hmm. because then it isn't I'm not so much angst, but it's just uh, I feel like there's a finale to the season and then you can move on to the next story. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's going to be, which obviously Fisk will still have a part in it. Um, but yeah, and I mean, the whole season I loved, um, and I have listened to all of y'all's podcasts about them. So as I say that, I need to pull up some notes. Oh, uh, I'll... But well, I'll give this rating, I, I mean, I'll give it a four, mm-hmm. um, if you want to give me a rating, because these notes segue into Aaron. Oh, do they? Uh, do you have a favorite episode from the season, Glenn? Um, an episode I I liked... A lot, and I I shouldn't have because I I generally don't like that kind of gimmick. Is the uh, Murdoch versus Foggy Nelson? Ah, just, yes, yes. That was as as just on my morals, I don't like it because it, again, it's someone knows who he is, and I and I you know, yeah, it's fine with him being his best friend and knowing, but as far as I know in the comics, he never knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, I can't use the excuse of. Well, he knows in the comics, you know, like I heard people can complain that Claire Temple knows. I'm like, well, that's kind of her job. Yeah. Is to patch mm-hmm. people up at night. So she kind of knows who everybody is. The night yeah, nurse. She, yeah. The night nurse. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's uh, I, I can get away. Oh, and, you know, her husband being Luke Cage or ex-husband. Uh, so for me, that's fine. But no, I just I think the moment they said that Greek girl is why he took Spanish class. Yeah. I the I just piece. got goosebumps and I was like, oh my god, Jennifer Garner's gonna be showing up soon, you <laughs> god, guys. I hope, I hope not. <laughs> she can just make draft day two, where somehow he gets seven first round picks for you know eighth <laughs> pick in the draft. Uh, but no, I mean you know you know, uh, the Karen's Page stuff, like he said, she's not interesting, and they definitely make her interesting in the show. Yes, even though she does have a very checkered past, which um, again, Aaron, Aaron a... can really extrapolate on those. Apparently, she has a lot of checkered past, depending on which version of Daredevil you read. Uh, but I guess in all of them, she has a checkered past of some sort. Uh, some more checkered than others, I guess. But. Um... Did you? Uh, did you in the have... stick episode? That was the other one I really enjoyed. That was good times as well. Uh, what, what did you think of this episode in particular? Well, that's what I said. I would probably give it like a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I again, I, I enjoyed and didn't enjoy Fisk getting out the way he did because it was just 
you knew it was going to happen, so I think that's what took some of the air out of it. It was like, oh, of course, all these people he has paid off are still out there. Yeah. Um, and again, I mean, I know that probably serves better to the character because it didn't it just show how much power he truly does have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I guess timey-wimey, he won't be in prison that long. Oh, Doc, Glenn, for somebody who doesn't watch Doctor Who, you certainly have really latched onto this whole timey-wimey thing we've got going on. <laughs> uh out. I know, Aaron, we're slowly wearing them down, man. It's it's getting there, one, I, one bit at a time. Well, I won't watch it, but I, I can I can use oh, phrases yes. that I see stupid-ass kids you, wear T-shirts you say on. That, yeah. You say that now, but 10 years from now, well, after after uh, a decade of wear and tear. Nope, after a Girl in the Fireplace, that, that's about as far as I need to go. That was a great episode. Oh, my God. It is okay. a good episode. I just had to get okay. to the Wichita Falls T-shirt. That's all I needed, and I was done. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, what, what what have you thought of of Daredevil so far? Without without too much orgasming, please. <laughs> um, I thought as far as an origin story goes, I mean, it, there's very little they they could have done better uh, than establishing like you know, letting you see exactly like you know what Hell's Kitchen is like. You know, at least in this version uh, of you know. Not of the comic life. books they're based upon and like and what really like you know you get to you get a better feel for for these characters because you spend you just spent so much time with them like you know they caught you up with these people not being around for you know having uh, like three or four movies you know appearances underneath their belt within you know a matter of of days if you uh just blasted right on through it like most people did yeah. so it uh it was just great it was phenomenal i liked it you know and a couple points you guys were hitting on the uh the season finale i mean you know i I, I thought it was fine uh, as an episode. I'd, I'd probably give it about four and a quarter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, just because, you know, he got a costume and, you know, we got the fight that we were all waiting on. And it, it wasn't like as big and dramatic as what we expected. But again, too, you got to figure, you know, he just became Daredevil. Kingpin isn't actually Kingpin yet. He's still very early on in his origin as well. So, I mean, yes. you know, they, I don't think they don't quite have like the that level of hate for each other yet to where, I mean, you know, like next season, you know, or in the defenders movie, you know, season after wherever they go with this. I mean, yeah, they expect these fights to get more and more brutal as we go. But I mean, I, I thought as far as where the characters are and where they are in their relationship, you know, it, it seemed fitting. Right. No, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, I, I, and I think it, I think we even mentioned it before, Aurora, that it took uh, guts for a show to take a whole season to create yeah. Uh, to create its character, they did an origin story that took 13 hours to tell, essentially. Yeah, it took guts to show the costume in the last episode. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we mentioned it before, like, The Flash, I mean, The Flash couldn't go, you know, that show without getting him in the, getting him in the suit as quickly as humanly possible. I can't imagine the kind of backlash or whatever that would ensue if he was just now getting into the suit. You know what I mean, I mean? you're three seasons in on air, and he still doesn't have his suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are still really upset at Arrow. Am I the uh, one who didn't like the Daredevil suit? I thought it was okay. Like I wasn't blown away by it for a first mm-hmm. pass. I, I I thought you know it was a, it, it'll obviously be changed by the time you know they get to the next season. Yeah, I think it's probably going to get improved upon. Yeah. Um, I think I think consider. I mean, you know, if they stick with what they've got. I might be a little more, uh, you know, nose up in the air about it, but just based off of how they they built it, where he's just like, "Hey, guy that I've never met before that just tried to kill me, could you build me a suit really quick?" And he's like, "Sure." 
just save uh, whatever her name is, Betsy. Betsy. Um, and uh, the fact that it was kind of cobbled together in in that in that fashion, where he really hasn't. I mean, he didn't even have an identity up until that point. He just wanted the armor uh, and something that could kind of uh, show as a symbol. Um, and of course, at the end, you know, even the main characters. Because we have to acknowledge that sometimes it's just silly that we're doing superhero shows. Have to be like, Daredevil, what a goofy name. Well, I guess it kind of grows on years ago. And Foggy's like, eh, I think the horns are a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he might just also just be busting balls because, you know, <laughs> Matt knows that he knows. Right. Uh, so it, it, it could be that. Or it could be that he really just thinks that. Uh, I mean, he would kinda, know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he would. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, I'm not in love with it. Uh, I think uh, it'll it'll really depend on whether or not they're going to do more to the suit the next time around. Because Marvel, if they've uh, you know if if they've shown an affinity for anything, it's kind of translating the the looks of superheroes and kind of making them work while still remaining true to how they look in the books for the most part. Uh, I'm sure Aaron, I mean, Aaron talked about it for about, it feels like 20 minutes on the last podcast, just about how great the vision looked and yeah. they were able to just make mm-hmm. that come to life uh, and not look super, you know, just goofy looking. They somehow mm-hmm. make it, they can make it work. Um, you're right. I'm, I'm not super in love with the, the outfit, but if, if they, you know, if, they do as Aaron thinks that they might and make improvements on it or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm willing to, yep. to rethink it's okay. Uh, I kind of got used to the, the man without fear look with just yeah. like the, the black, the black cloak around his face. And I kind of got used to that. I, I would have been fine if he just kept wearing that, to be honest. But um, <laughs> like, I mean, cause he just got so much of it that I just accepted it after a while. Yeah. Like this is just what it looks like. Um, I was totally fine. I, I like. I think the suit's okay too. Um, but uh, I know they've done better uh, for sure. Aaron, do you have a favorite episode from the season? Just one that sticks out to you, like uh, out of all the episodes that you've watched four times. Uh, do you have the one that that stands out to you the most? Stick. Yeah, boy, you guys yeah. both really like that stick episode. Yeah. Um, Condemned was really good too, but the, the ones we leave behind was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but stick to me is probably the, my favorite, uh, Aurora, do you have a favorite episode from the season? I, I'm still, um, holding on to episode two. <laughs> the fight was, oh yeah. The, oh, just, the fight it scene. Blew, amazing. It just blew me away so much that it just stuck with me. So I kind of ruined it. I was going to be like in a show with so much great fighting. What was everybody's <laughs> favorite fight scene? But maybe it's hard to kind of really beat that one just from the, uh, the choreography and the filming aspect of all of it was just gorgeous. Um, Aurora, I think Aurora knows what I'm going to pick for my favorite episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would like to announce that me and episode eight shadows in the glass are going to get married in three months. Uh, <laughs> that is my fa- the, the Wilson Fisk uh, flashback episode where we, uh, Oh yeah. We are you going to call out- him Wilson Fisk now? The fi- the iron, the iron Fisk should, they should just get rid of iron fist. And do a whole Fisk backstory. No, no, I was. I don't know, man. It sounded like it's going to be Ryan Philippe, and that. Mm, and they I could do worse. An Iron Fist. Yeah. Really? He's mm. got another TV show, though. That is an interesting pick. He's in negotiations <laughs> right now with Marvel. Weren't we? Nobody just, really knows what for. Didn't we just mention Cruel Intentions the other day? I think we did. 
Oh yeah, I mean, as broad as we think our circle is, they there's a lot of things that are tied together. I mean, you I, I believe intentions, uh, and I'm just one word we, away. We might have even mentioned him for being cast as Iron Fist if he was a few years younger. <laughs> uh, quite so. possibly, yeah. Uh, hey, but yeah, uh, but, but, like but as, as Clint was getting at, uh, for you guys who are unaware about how Karen Page, how checkered is that? How you guys put it? Checkered is a, checkered. Checkered is uh, an interesting way. And by checkered, I mean prostitute. I think from, from this point in her life, her past isn't checkered. It's her future that's about to become really fucking checkered. Um, if they even cover half of what the uh, the 616 Karen Page got into, you guys are going to fucking hate this woman very soon. I mean, I know there's versions. I know there's versions where she was a drug addict. There was versions porn star. of porn. Yeah, yep. there were various versions of her porn and heroin. A checkered past, and Aurora kept pointing this out as we were watching the show. It's like I, although Aurora's thing was not that she had like some checkered past, is that she's uh, hiding something, right? Where she's yeah. like, "Oh, I only took a year of Spanish," and she speaks Spanish fluently, mm-hmm. uh, like really fluently. Maybe it was a really good school. <laughs> maybe it was a very. She, maybe she has just one of those memories where she just picked up everything. Or Tijuana. Right. I mean, donkey shows and all kinds of stuff. Who, who knows what kind of porn it was? It, it, I mean, I can see her going through a rough patch due to Wesley's death. I can see her going in a downward spiral. porn and heroin? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, if well, I could, man, I'd probably do porn and heroin. Yeah, well, the, the, the porn and heroin, uh, Karen Page, actually told the Kingpin who Daredevil really was. And Daredevil uh-huh. just uh, got his life destroyed by the Kingpin. Uh, but in the very end, uh, he took her back. Uh, Aurora, do you have a score for this episode? And then she got killed by Bullseye. So, oh, I'm, I'm going to say a four. Yeah, I'm right there too. Uh, a four for uh, for this episode. I, I guess the thing that really did surprise me, and the reason, I mean, I was kind of half-joking about waiting around to see if there's some sort of post-credits thing with... With a show, I was really surprised that there was absolutely because AKA Jessica Jones is the next show that they're doing, and I was surprised that there was nothing, not even like it's called AKA Jessica. No, no. When is it coming out? When is it coming out? Uh, I have no idea. Have they started filming? I'm not sure. Aaron, do you know if they've started filming? Oh yeah, man. Cameras have been rolling for uh, for a few weeks. Okay. Um, Have they have they announced a release date for that or no? Like, I don't know if they've even hinted it's at it. still just saying tentative. It might just be whenever they get done slapping it together. Tentative. Um, it will come out. It's, it's yeah, it's like, the, it's like the assholes who are making the new Mass Effect game where they show up at an E3 to let everybody know that, yeah, we're still working on it. There mm-hmm. People are like, no, tell us something about it. Uh, yeah, all they're here. telling us is 2015, so, you know, soon. Well, this, this year. I guess that's, right. that, is, that is something. Um, and we do have, we do have the cast. And by the way, um, even though there's supposed to be a Luke Cage show, he's going to be in the series. Yeah. This, the yep. Jessica Jones series. Very fitting. Uh, they've got Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else has he been in? Has he been in anything else that I would recognize him from? Um, um oh, you know what? He played, um, Men in Black Free. He, he was uh He was Will Smith's dad or whatever, Will right? Little little Will Smith's dad and hmm? in, in Men in Black Three. That was a that was a really uh that was a really punch in the gut scene too. Um according to this he was in Zero Dark Thirty. Um and uh I yeah, I guess he showed up in American Horror Story Coven. 
at one point, and he's been in a lot of Law and Order shows and uh, and stuff like that uh, as well. I think he's been in like three. Yeah, he's been a he's been on three Law and Order shows. Nice. Uh, so that's what he's been up to. Uh, David Tennant, of course, Purple is Man. in this. Yeah, Kilgrave. They mention mm-hmm. here. Uh, AKA purple, purple dude. He's, he's perfect for that, man. Uh, Christian Ritter is, is, uh, Jessica Jones. She was in, um, she was in breaking bad. Uh, and, uh, what else was she in Veronica Mars, uh, mm-hmm. Gilmore girls, gossip girls, stuff like that. Um, who else is, is there anybody else of note in, in this? Oh, Carrie Ann Moss Carrie-Anne is Moss. apparently in this. Yeah. Wow. I did not, I did not catch any of that. Uh, that casting news either. Uh, so that is in development. I, I guess we're going to probably, this podcast will return sometime in 2015 when, whenever they decide to air it. Um, or eventually maybe we'll get our, our asses in gear and start going over Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's wrapping up tomorrow, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do some sort of uh, impromptu get together at some point. Oh, and Ant Man, yeah, yeah, Ant Man's coming up. Uh, that's in July, I want to say. I think that's in July. Yeah, that's July. Aaron, yes, Aaron Beckman. Okay, yes. that's in July. Um, plenty of yeah. D- don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Plenty of Marvel stuff still coming for the <laughs> next. Oh, I don't know, three, Ever. four decades. I yeah. think uh, <laughs> got stuff lined up for or so. Uh, and, and for all those of you who are curious, uh, off air. We, 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 we were talking about about Gotham, how it's going to turn out. Bruce Wayne's dad is Batman. That's kind of where they're going. And we were just theorizing uh, if his dad was actually Catman. And then we were just kind of making up uh, <laughs> villains from there. No. And I would like to point out, too, real quick, that uh, Bob Gunton, the guy who plays Owsley, yes. my favorite role of his. Bad guy, uh, Philip Baker Hall? Yeah, yeah uh, uh, Junction Jack. Did, was, I, was I the only one who watched Greg the Bunny? Maybe. Oh my God! Really? I more fondly remember him as the warden in Shawshank Redemption, but oh, if you go back and watch Greg the Bunny, like you know, he's he's actually kind of a like a lovable guy there. Really? Uh, for the show, yeah. I mean, that's I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> like that's like making Willem Dafoe a good guy. You just can't do that. Uh, I don't have you know, seen man. The Boondock Saints. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a feeling he. I've never watched Boondock Saints. I'm right there with Glenn. You what? I've never watched it. I have How seen it. Awesome. I just think it's not good. Oh, Glenn, Glenn's in the Glenn's in the in the camp of not thinking it's good. I've never watched it. In my time. I put it right there with Donnie Darko and oh, no. things that I oh, experienced. Yeah, Donnie Darko it. is terrible, but in I, junior I, high, I that people was awesome. People people paid for a premium podcast and they're getting the free podcast right here on top <laughs> of it. Um, all right, that's uh, that is a wrap. I don't know if that's a good business model or a bad one, man. I gotta go look that up. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but hey, with all these people on here, we only went ten minutes over, which isn't so bad. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say that's a win-win. Um, yeah, I guess we're gonna head on out of here, but hopefully we're gonna be able to keep Aurora in the loop a little bit more uh, and find other podcasts to sneak you in or onto. We can talk about Troll Two whenever she's ready. <laughs> Troll Two. <laughs> Have you I've seen, seen Troll Two too many times. So is there such a thing as too? Many I don't. Times? I don't believe. I don't think so. I I find something new every time. Well, Aurora will definitely be here for when we start our Sharknado-themed podcast. Oh, my God. When the third one comes out. Uh, I think we could get her on, on the next hot guy off, too. She has mentioned, yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah we, we really need to diversify it because having two straight guys and one gay guy talking uh, about Yeah, we had guys. Ben. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's British. I mean, he, that's like, he's a twofer. That's, that's doubly gay. Yeah, that's twice as gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, Aaron, what are we going to do with you? Uh, <laughs> that's what people are paying for, though. The they get the full De La Osa, as we call it here. Uh, ben, if you love this podcast, just say kisses in the office thread. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm I'm sure Ben is having a great time right now. Uh, presuming he listens to these. Um, all right. So uh, for Aaron De Losa, Glenn Beauvais, and Aurora Bubaloo, I am Anthony Lewis. We will be back eh, in 2015, I guess. I don't know. Curse you, Jessica Jones. Come up with a release date. Uh, we'll be. 2015. We'll we'll be back at an unknown date and time uh, to discuss Jessica Jones, and maybe maybe we'll talk about Agents of Shield as well if we can get our act together at some point on that as well. Uh, boy, Aaron, that that really fucked up the ending. Do you got something we can close on? Yeah, hey face, it's uh it's just a scarecrow. <laughs> One of Catman's greatest nemeses, but his hands are made out of catnip. What do you do with scarecrow then? Not that well, you don't need scarecrow. Oh, just because Hayface takes care of all of it? Correct. <laughs> he, he's the Every scarecrow was Flare Throw. He was the Ric Flair oh, shaped yes. blanket. That's right. <laughs> uh, good, good, good night, everybody. <laughs>